0: Just a heads up before we dive in, in this episode we talk a little bit about drugs, so if that's something you don't want to deal with right now, then feel free to skip this episode. If it is something you need to deal with now, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, You can contact the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration by calling 1-800-662-HELP, that's 1-800-662-4357. They will give you treatment referral and information 24-7, because I know it is hard to ask for help, but you are worth it, and there are people who care about you. So take this first step for yourself. And now, let the show begin. The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions.
1: Listen up. How how many girls was were your um guests
0: um let's see i've had let's see one two i think you're the sixth
1: oh. <laughs> so that's not, not a lot oh
0: well, wait no seventh <laughs> <laughs> oh yay that's uh, even oh, oh, oh big party yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it I, I a lot of you know I, I think it's you know guys are going to be more um
1: do you think that you can? Do you think it's not music for girls? I we have a, a, so many girls uh, in our community, but I guess they maybe are too busy doing the you know home stuff to create the <laughs> podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, probably. I just don't need to do that. or Do so much. That's why. That's why I have so many time to write about music or do whatever I mm-hmm. do.
0: I think it's just kind of I don't know the 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 I don't know expectation or culture of just sort of uh you know women need to be more sort of I don't know reserved and quiet and the guys will you know let the guys take care of this we'll be be loud and it's rock and roll so it's oh yeah. you know loud music and stuff and you girls can like your your girl music mm-hmm. your Taylor Swift and your Shania Twain or something I don't know
1: I'm happy that we can change it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, 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 I try to get—I don't know—just as many different people because we're all there's all sorts of different people that like this band, and we all have that in common, and we gotta—we should get along.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that like two Pelgrim fans can get along pretty, pretty good. Like it's always so nice to see like car plates or, or some sticker. Mm-hmm. You like you know, especially for me, because I don't have any family here. So it's somewhere I belong. Yeah, some kind of tribe that I belong.
0: Wow. Welcome to season eight, episode fourteen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Pallone. <laughs> Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a Better Band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today to talk about the song Wash on Lost Dogs. And our guest today is Anita (laughs) <laughs> I was going, I was going, I was like, ah, and then i we'll make sure I could do this. <laughs> and today we have our guest, Anita Stelmashuk here with us. Hello, Anita.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see, we're talking about the song Wash. First, though, to get it out of the way, I have to ask you, Anita, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam?
1: Uh, it was 1993. Seven. Uh, I was in the sixth grade I think and my sister had a boyfriend and he was you know in the local uh, band playing guitar and the band name was Citizen Day. (laughs) (laughs) So one day uh, I shared the room with my sister and one day he left a copy of uh, Pearl Jam 10 cassette and she listened to it because she wanna, you know, impressed him. And Mm -hmm. I was listening to it and I got it, you know, I got the message there. And yeah, so this was my first experience with the copy on the tape. It's 1997 Poland. So we just have copies.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you, did you like Pearl Jam more than your sister that did? Oh yeah. Uh,
1: I kind of, I filled the bond with the music, and at this point, I didn't know English very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took old school dic- dictionary to look up the words that I didn't, you know, know at this time, and try to put it all together and find the meaning. So I don't know, like it was something different for me, and I wrote to uh, Ten Club. That i really want to be a member but i don't have any money and i live in poland and i have only one dollar because this is what i had in the bill one bill and i put it to the envelope and two months later they sent me one year membership with the single and you know i will star in my town Cool. <laughs> <for this. laughs> What a, you know, great way to act. And I wonder, you know, this letter to them was written in very poor English. So they must think that, oh, yeah, it's a cute kiddo. Let's do it for them. <laughs> and I'm grateful whoever did that.
0: So you, so they sent you a, a, the, the single too?
1: Uh, yeah, the single on the vinyl, you know, from the, you know, it's something that they had back then that they sent the singles I don't know, maybe two, one uh, for a year. Like right now you can have a t-shirt, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm in the analog uh, member and once in a year we have this code. We exchange it and we have t-shirts. And it was vinyl uh, record. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't have it. It's somewhere in Poland. Not with me.
0: Oh, do you remember which one it was?
1: No, I don't remember. I unfortunately know.
0: Oh, man, that's okay. I'm sure you can. Have 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 you tried to track them all? down now and try to collect them after the fact at all or
1: no i had only one so it is somewhere in my mom and dad place uh later you know year later i still didn't have the 20 bucks or whatever to you know sustain my membership Mm -hmm. i was seventh grade and 20 bucks no it was a lot for me (laughs) like come on it was a lot so, but I became a member once uh, I went to the job and I had my own money, but this is, this is the story. And I know, uh, you know, I had my periods of listening different kind of music as well. Mm-hmm. I listened a lot of to R&B. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson. I was such a fan of reggae music that I went to Jamaica. So. I'm generally into music, but when I moved to United States six years ago, I was 30 at this time. We moved to L.A. Uh, we started to work right away uh, to create our own company. So all, ta- all days in, in, uh, in work, driving around, uh, around L.A., and I was listening to Lithium on Sirius XM and Persian radio. And then, you know, I had friends again. Even though I moved so far away from my home, I had a friends again, and uh, as we spoke behind the curtains, like I feel that I belong to the stripe, and it's kind of like family to me.
0: Oh, well, it's good. it's good that you're here. It's good that everyone's here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I agree.
0: <laughs> uh, so, let's get on to the song then. This is a song that they wrote as a jam, pretty much. So um, the credits are to Stone, Jeff, Mike, and Dave Cruson for the music. Mm-hmm. And Ed wrote the lyrics. Uh, I believe it was part of a demo recording session where they recorded a live this and also I've Got a Feeling. And they put that on that cassette tape. That they sent out to the Mother Love Bone fan club uh-huh. along with like the first introduction of the band. The little, uh, you know, add water, watch it grow sort of um, story thing that's out there. And um, I think it was like supposed to be an orange. It was like an orange tape or something like that. But uh, I, th- I think the. Uh,
1: I never heard of this story.
0: Yeah, it's there's a, a little thing. You could probably like find it online or something like that. I think if you do like uh, Pearl Jam, watch it grow or something like that. If you search for it, like you yeah, can well. see the little handwritten. Uh, Jeff's story that he wrote, and there might be like a little face or mm-hmm. something like that that he drew on the bottom. And kind of, huh, it, it's different than like his his faces like for his album that he's uh, done recently. But you can kind of see. I think the big nose kind of carries over mm-hmm. through all of those uh, <laughs> through all of his art styles. Yes,
1: yes, true. <laughs>
0: but uh, and then they for record store day 2021 they uh, reproduced that little cassette tape. Uh, it's got a different back cover, though.
1: Yes, I thought it's uh, tan that they reproduced with the white. Uh, and this, you said this this is this cassette because I saw that everywhere on the record mm-hmm. day. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that was the the cassette they released, and then they also released a twelve inch vinyl alive that had uh, Dirty Frank Wash and I've Got a Feeling yeah. on it.
1: Cool. Yeah, cool. I saw that. I I, I just. You know, didn't buy it, so I didn't know what was inside. But I saw it; it looked cool. <laughs> I like cassettes, you know. I I still have my own cassettes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of not that I'm listening to it, but I just <laughs> like to have them. You know, few of them. It reminds me of you know of my roots and mm-hmm. the ghetto that I came from.
0: <laughs> we just like a lot of stuff—just tapes that were just traded, just people recorded stuff, and then sold tapes of it or something like that for cheap to people around or
1: no it was for free you know like no, oh, okay. You, you just had like i don't know 10 cassettes or something and you just keep taping up up taping them you know put it new stuff on mm-hmm. it whatever you like and yeah so you know the story you know how it came later for the mans and Empire. like you know the files only so it's kind of it was quick you know few years but i still have this nostalgic feeling for this cassette
0: the song was also on the alive single european single that had alive once and wash and also on the uh on the european version of 10 that had Wash, dirty frank and the live version of alive on it which is how i heard it for the first time
1: I'm pretty sure we heard it in the same way that somebody had this on a cassette because I do remember having the tan and having dirty frank and wash somewhere on cassette mm-hmm. and it was 97 so it's it's really possible.
0: Yeah, so this is probably like a lot the, the first B-side that people who had been listening to Pearl Jam yeah. for a long time had heard from them. That wasn't you know just the song that's not on the album that's just kind of extra it's like whoa what's this what's this doing on here and and they said that they they wrote it real quick and pretty much the lyrics were done just first draft whatever ed sang were (laughs) what he kept singing oh please let it rain today this city is
1: so filthy like my mind in wings. Oh, once a time, like a clean new taste. Smiling eyes before me, and tears from my face. Wash oh,
0: my love. Wash oh, my love. Wash oh, my love. Oh, it's my love. why why did you pick this as a, as the song that you wanted to uh to cover for for me
1: because it's an unbelievable song yeah <laughs> it's a, it's different like it's a very cool song for me i really like it i re- mm-hmm. like the vibe that it's not so fast kinda the rhythm is like like on some kind of you know mantra or buddha buddha song like mm-hmm. it's just relaxing for me that the rhythm the melody is relaxing for me and the song the lyrics can be interpreted in many ways each way is uh, hurtful <laughs> and i like sad songs very much
0: did you is this one of the songs where you tried to get uh where you tried to figure out what the words were you tried to translate them and figure it out oh. or
1: I still do it. I still do it. Like, I'm the person, if I like the song, it's probably, first of all, because of the lyrics. So I'm a lyrics person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, Wash, I understood it many years later. Like, you know, that's why, like, 15 years ago, it was something else for me than it's now or five years ago. It's kind of, it's like self-evolution of the song for Mm -hmm. me, the meaning for me. That's why I chose it. I'm happy nobody else did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. There might be some people listening to this like I signed up for it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all best to this people. <laughs> it's a,
0: it's all uh uh ra- ra- random. Yeah, that's it. I just feed it into an algorithm and it spits some. Yeah, that's how it happens. I don't know. I just picked it. Um, are there? Do they have other songs? Do do you feel that like some other songs that have maybe they're Meanings have evolved or changed. It, does it have to do with sort of growing up and having life experience, or does it or does it have to do with maybe getting a better grasp at English?
1: Probably both. Mm-hmm. Now when I you know communicate every day uh, uh, in English and read in English, you know my skills evolved in a many ways since I was teenager, and also life experience. I'm the I, you know, I'm just this kind of fan that I like. I would say I like all the song, but from time to time, one of the song will be more important than the others for a significant significant period of time, and I never know how it's happened. In this kind, like kind of, you know, fling with the song that I have, and I had it lately with Light Years, and I knew the song before it was on my playlist as a favorite one but i never feel it the way that i felt Mm -hmm. i was just writing some kind of post on my instagram you know and then later on two weeks i was like you know having the fling with the song over and over again and then the meaning changed for me because of the moment that this song started to be more important for me so yeah (laughs) you know i just like to interpret the lyrics and not only in the way that it's maybe autobiographical, help me please. Biographical? Out, yeah. With um, with Ed that he wrote it, because I'm pretty sure not once he wrote about stories of someone else, uh, he just feel good to express it. He felt good to express it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the wash, um, I know that a lot of people think that, there is like opinion correct me if i'm wrong but but my majority of fans have an opinion that these lyrics are about some kind of first um experience with uh prostitute right
0: yeah, yeah that's what i've heard a lot
1: yeah and this is what i was thinking about too mostly because it's an easy interpretation and second of all everybody thinks that way as well and when I was preparing myself to talk with you, I, I was listening to a different live uh, version of Wash. And lately, I uh, read a great book, Mark Leningen, uh, about his life. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff about heroin addiction. And I never knew, you know, it's a great book that gave you some glimpse of what it is to be an addict. And then when I heard Wash, I thought that, oh, this, is, this might be a song about for ex- experience with the heroin, with kind of heavy drug as well. You know, somebody mm-hmm. can really regret that, that he put the feet in this, this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it the uh, Sing Backwards and Weep, a kind of new one, the Mark Lennigan yes, one? Yes, this is yeah. the
1: book. Yeah, I very recommend it to everyone. Very good book.
0: Yeah, that could, uh, devil seeds, poppy seeds, poppy, you know, creates uh, opium, heroin. Yeah. So that could have, uh.
1: And bringing back to the clean form, to the pure form Mm -hmm. before, you know, somebody was injected with drugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't know today might kill us both tomorrow. You have an overdose. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And somebody who is an addict, he already, you know, he might be in a relationship as well. And he know that. It will end his relationship because what he did. you know, there are some rules that you set up with beloved one, and you cannot cross it. so yeah, it's kinda different in per- interpretation, and maybe Ed saw somebody who you know took the first time, and this was mm-hmm. that's why I like good lyrics because <laughs> you have you can have great conversation around them.
0: Do you remember kind of what you first thought this song was about or what you kind of first got from it?
1: I thought it's about uh, that he cheated on someone. That's oh, okay. a relationship with.
0: Yeah, there's there's uh yeah, the the main sort of thing that people ascribe this to is uh, a sex worker that somebody that the protagonist or of this of the uh the main character of the song is seeing or something like that. I I I get a real taxi driver vibe from it. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, if it's, you know, the first line, please let it rain today. City so filthy. Like my mind in ways, there's a, a speech from the uh, Travis Bickle character, the beginning taxi driver.
1: All the animals come out at night. Whores, skunk pussies, buggers, queens, fairies, dopers, junkies, sick, Vino. Someday a real rain will come and wash all the scum off the streets.
0: Yeah, I, I just kind of got that sort of um, vibe from it. And also in the movie Taxi Driver, um, there's Jodie Foster playing an underage sex worker mm. and Robert Niro's character is trying to save her. And, and yeah. it's, it's a sort of parallel there that just I got from it. Just, uh, I don't know, because I'm a fan of... Of, of movies as well and who knows who knows if ed's uh, a fan of movies or something if he's if he's written other songs i guess besides his like soundtrack songs that uh <laughs> are inspired by movies or something
1: yeah it could be true it could be true i think he he need to be fan to you know get involved in the soundtrack yeah it would be like probably too difficult if he would you know didn't enjoy good cinema mm-hmm
0: let's see there's uh there's a couple different there's two different versions of this song uh there's there's of course that uh weird new year's 92 uh live version they did where they sped it up and i believe that was the only time that they uh that they did it that way for some reason Called speed wash or fast wash on the uh, on that CD.
1: I saw it on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I really like the unplugged version from '94 from Bridge School uh, and Jack Irons on the drums. There, It's amazing, amazing show.
0: Yeah, and the, and then there's um, the one from the the Alive single and from the import ten cl- or import ten version on Lost Dogs. There's a different version, and it is a different version. It's not remixed or anything like that because it's a little bit longer. Bring it back so- end I think it's recorded later than the first version that was out. It sounds like they kind of know what they're doing a mm-hmm. little bit more. uh mm-hmm. Stone is playing through the whole thing in the in the uh on the old version. he, he kind of stops playing in the bridge while uh Mike is doing his weird little thing. And um, they kind of get more intense. The distortion kicks in at the end as they kind of are doing wash my love over and over and over again and. It kind of feels like they've they've played it a little bit more. It might be possible that they recorded that for the 10 sessions and then they just uh, you know, shoved it on the kept it on the uh, the like vault that. shelf until Lost Dogs and said, "Hey, let's bust uh let's bust this one out and see what uh, people think." Um is is there a version that you like better? Do you like the uh the original version or the Lost Dogs version better or it's all good to you?
1: You know, it's all good I listen a lot to Sirius XM lately so it doesn't really I enjoy both every version and the live versions as well so it's just great song it always sounds great and yeah, I'm happy yeah, whenever it's coming up
0: Have you seen the song live
1: No no I never saw it live I was uh, on two gym shows only and uh, next week will be my third one, and as I told you, I was at O'Hana's. Mm-hmm. Once I moved to United States, I I start to you know going to the more shows in Europe. You know, I was kind of limited on the cash doing my <laughs> university years, so I had postponed it till I will be more wealthy, which I am right now, so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy, I, and I'm very happy about that.
0: Did you have any tickets for the upcoming, the, the p- p- postponed tour? Oh, yeah.
1: I had to San Diego and to, to LA, two nights in LA. So, yeah, and I, everything was prepared. My parents were about to come from Poland to stay with my son and visit us. Uh, and I had such a great plan for this, uh, this concert, go with my husband. Yeah, But it, COVID changed the plan. <laughs> Uh, but right right now i don't even i would go to probably some cool venue i would like to score some very cool venue msg maybe Mm. new york city that will be nice
0: yeah we gotta we gotta wait to see how it goes (laughs) all right um is there anything else about this song i mean it's (laughs) it's it's it's
1: about the song
0: yeah about the song i mean i i ah man I don't really have much it's just it's a good song you listen to it, it's It's a real early sort of promise of what the rest of their career would be with just kinda just kind of figuring out just kind of writing what just pops into your head i guess kinda
1: i I would say that musically it's in my head it's close to garden somewhere mm-hmm. i would say it has the same kind of vibe for me i would put it on the same shelf but I, I would definitely underline that the lyrics here are are so well written that you can you know find whatever meaning like you can put so many meanings it doesn't need to be like very obvious what is going on there in the story mm-hmm and if it is about betrayal, then it's very well written about about the feeling of the guilt that, that the secret will be unvi- like it will be seen soon yeah. by the other half and yeah, it's a scary feeling if you put your feet in this kind of shit, you know, to the next day. What you gonna do? You're just changing my life for a miserable one. <laughs> yeah th- <laughs> there's
0: i i think there's a song i don't know i i i i've just heard about it that i think that it's by a woman and she suspects her man is cheating on her so she says i want to smell your dick or something <laughs> which is <laughs> funny in a way but then also just sort of vulgar and very to the point and very like oh, oh yeah. no i do oh, need yeah. to wash my love and <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case
1: i'm dead sleeping you tricking. in the club with dirty foot bitches. bitches my girl was dead she witnessed she had a camera phone she took pictures, pictures. you was on the dance floor grinding, grinding. with a strip of holding a diamond. diamond you was tossing hard you was shining, shining. everything she drank you buying not like
0: so Um, so we're here, we're here at the end, and so then we're wrapping up. It's still it's still PJ thirty year, cause it's thirty years that ten's been out. So uh, it still it still works. My conceit is still valid. So uh, I'm going to ask you, like Ed was asked at the end of single video theory, Anita, what does Pearl Jam mean to you?
1: It means that that there is a tribe that exists somewhere uh, that I belong. <laughs> People who share the same kind of vibe for the music, you know, because Per Jam is not only band on the stage, it's mostly we need to know we are a fan of the bands and we make this great experience as well, you know, uh, seeing them live, it's cool, but seeing them live with all of you guys around, this is this kind of event, that's why we travel everywhere, you know, to, f- to meet cool people in the line and s- share together emotion, like you know what did this guy on facebook tom jones mm-hmm. uh, i was on the side um, that were that was watching i didn't expect this and there was uh, more than 2000 people and in the comment section that was it was such a kind place you know and to see the comments coming the thanks that It was just cool to surround yourself and your eyes with this kind of level of kindness and your favorite band on the stage. And the first row experience, which never happened to me (laughs) because, you know, I'm never uh, in the first row. So, yeah, and this is what Burjam is to me. The, The people on the stage and the people around the stage, behind the stage, the crew, and everyone who is doing this experience, the life experience.
0: Anita, uh, you, people might have heard of you before coming on here. Where, where might they have heard of you, or where might they, where, where should they know you from?
1: Well, probably, maybe because of the zine that I, cre- I create. Uh, since one year, or the Instagram account that I have attached to this uh, mission of Zane, where you can check some of my blog posts, some of the Instagram stuff that you usually Google about the grunge, and the 10 tribute that I put together for an uh, anniversary of 10, where you been as well. <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> thanks thanks for thanks for for having me on that thanks I, I i was uh glad to help out with that it was real it was a real awesome uh tribute to pearl jam with other tribute bands and it was real it was a real awesome thing and, and i'm glad you uh you put all that work into it
1: yeah it was cool to have be in touch with with so many great bands like and so many great fans because everybody there everyone were fans there and we had blast doing it and uh, um, it was very nice to hear from people later that they enjoy it
0: thanks for coming on and and talking with me and also thanks for thanks for your great social media and the and the grunge zine
1: thank you very much for having me and thank you for tuning in with me on my journey music journey
0: Better Brand Podcast is produced by Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Brand Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I am on Twitter at BrandonP, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash BrandonP or patreon.com slash BrandonP. You can also just give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Anita, and as always, this is Brandon, saying, Well, if it's a crime to love one's country, then I'm guilty. And if it's a crime to steal a trillion dollars from our government and hand it over to communist Cuba, then I'm guilty of that too. And if it's a crime to bribe a jury, then so help me, I'll soon be guilty of that.
1: Listen up.